Not content with your content? You've come to the right place. The Discontent Show with Joe Kuzma. Every brand starts with a story. Here's how you can grow your business by sharing it. Now, with today's topic, the host of The Discontent Show, Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Discontent Show. My name is Joe Kuzma, and I'm back with some tips and tricks for your content marketing efforts. I just want to review real quickly. I'm always talking about five pillars, and just so you understand where I'm coming from, because today's show, what I'm going to give some advice on in regards to finding photos for all of these items, it kind of pertains to basically every one of these pillars. Uh, Each of the five pillars, at least, that I consider your main foundation of your content marketing efforts. Remember, content marketing is something that you put your time, your sweat equity into for the most part. Not a whole lot of upfront cost. Uh, You could always do things like paid advertising with it, but it's not your traditional marketing. Your pillars of this not-so-traditional marketing are a blog, are a podcast, social media, email, Ebooks, okay. Now, ebooks maybe not so much uh, because if you're doing something with photos, usually it may be photos from the author if it's like a nonfiction piece of work, or you're probably just gonna. This may pertain to doing like a book cover, but for the most part, everything else you need you, you need photos for your blog, right? Unless it's something that you shoot yourself, or you have a product, or uh, pictures of yourself, family, friends, colleagues, or something of that nature. You're like, where do I find photos for my blog? A podcast, you may have some type of imagery that goes along with that as well, especially if it's published on a website. Uh, Sometimes you just have your generic cover art and images and and that type of branding and marketing materials. So maybe not as much in that type of realm, but definitely if you're sharing your blog posts, which of course, if you've been listening to me, I tell you to do this, share the link to your blog posts, your articles on social media. It's going to pull up some image with it usually. And you got to make sure that you have something that's suitable, something that you could use. And of course, if you're sharing this same stuff via email, you're going to need it there too. So Where exactly or what exactly should you be doing when you're looking for a photo? Well, you just can't go on Google Images, unfortunately, and there's a lot of people who do this. If you end up going on Google Images, and I know it has a little ticker thing, if you, most people don't even use this advanced tool in order to pull up and see, you know, whatever is uh, licensed for reuse and modification, things of that nature. But you can't always trust that either. What you end up happy, having happen on Google Images is it's going to pull from all kinds of paid resources. And some of them are going to have watermarks on them. And some of them are going to come from somebody else's blog where, you know, they're owned by a larger corporation or they spend the money on monthly licensing or buy a one-time use royalty free, not rights managed, but royalty free image. Now, there's a few things that you have to understand with that too, with stock photos. Even when you're paying on these big 
I don't know, like kind of publishing houses or, or photography type online warehouses. I guess I, I don't really know what you want to call them. They're basically a repository, but uh, the, overwhelmingly the, one of the largest ones is Getty Images right off the bat. And if you use something from Getty and you didn't pay, pay for it, they have ways of finding out and they just send you a bill in the mail. And I've probably mentioned this once before, but once again, this topic has you know, resurfaced, it's reared its ugly head. And you got to just like let some people know that, hey, you know, just like you sell a product or service, there's photographers out there that that's their product and service and they would like to get paid too. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but there's others that just do this, they're, they're hobbyists or there's things that end up in the public domain and you have to understand. Now, when you buy something off of Getty Images and they also own, I believe, iStock, uh, there, there's a number of services and they're always changing names and merging them and doing everything like that. There's a few others that are offshoots. There's, you know, Shutterstock and once and there's also then your AP photos if you're like a newswire, and that could get real pricey too. And it depends on what size of image because some images are you know web-sized or optimized versus something that you would actually purchase and then go you know take somewhere to be developed and printed out. You know, so like a five by seven for example, or something of that nature. So that will cost you more money in the end. And a lot of them like to do a monthly subscription or some will also do by credit so you could buy like a pack of credits so if you don't want to pay i don't know it gets expensive it could get several hundred dollars to several thousand dollars a month if you don't want to be paying that kind of fee then you could get a few credits now that means somewhere in the ballpark of you could spend 20 25 30 all the way up to a hundred and some dollars depending on what it is for one individual photo now you see where the issue comes in, where do I find photos used for my blog? Because if you're doing this type of content marketing, you're probably doing it for the reason I said, sweat equity. It's, you know, it's low cost. It just costs you your time or someone's time. But as far as, you know, actual, you know, out of pocket, doesn't really cost you a whole lot to write a blog post, especially if you've already got a website that's launched and you have the ability to do so. So where do you find photos to put on this if you don't want to be spending the money? Well, just keep in mind one other thing. If you do end up in the stock photo realm, royalty-free means is that you're not having to pay to use that image you know, a year down the road again or two years down the road to, for continuous use, a continuous license. That's a rights-managed image, and that will really bite you in the rear end. So stay away from those. Uh, if you do purchase something and you get something that's royalty-free, then it's kind of yours you know, to kind of keep forever, so to speak. Um, then you get into the free realm. Where can you find free images? And like I said, stay off of Google images, even Flickr for that matter. You got to be careful because what happens is if you're on Google, you're on Flickr, it may have pulled from some other source where somebody had already paid and posted this image on their blog or their website. And that paid image then shows up on one of these free services and it's mislabeled and it could still get you in trouble. And like I said, someone like Getty, I don't know that I've ever seen it really from Corbis, but it's not something that I use. I'm probably more impartial to using something like Getty, AP photos, USA Today images, things of that nature when it comes to subscription services. But uh, most of these services, they have a way, they have like their own police force to make sure that people aren't stealing their photos and using them because technically that's kind of what happens if you end up using it without paying for it. Just the same way as if you just picked up a candy bar and walked past the cash register. So I'm not going to be here to judge anyone, you know, 
morally or ethically, you know, when it comes to anything like that. But just understand that you're playing with fire if you do pull something straight off of Google Images and you don't know where it's properly, you know, attributed to. And that's kind of a big thing, too, is even your free images, you may have to make some concession to say, this is who shot it. This is where it came from. Attribution, of course, right? You would want the same thing if, you know, you wrote something and somebody took like a little uh, a quote from you uh, directly out of something that you wrote and put your time into. So just kind of keep that in mind too. But you got to understand some things about free images, okay, and the sources of which they come from. There's a few different things out there. There's going to be terms that you may not be familiar with, such as Creative Commons. Um, Creative Commons is a nonprofit organization, and they basically uh, license all sorts of different things for, you know, just for people to share. Kind of like open source software, if you've ever heard that type of term used before. And there's different kinds of Creative Commons licenses. And, you know, this is something that, you know, you could do some homework on your own. I, I don't want to bore everyone with the you know, the different legalities or whatever of it, but it, it basically allows you, some of them allow you to just use an image without even needing attribution. And, you know, there's some that they, they don't want different changes for basically the most part is, is if you get a picky photographer shot, a specific image and doesn't want like something cropped out of it so that's where you get like you know the modification or you know versus reuse there's a couple of different things in there and you'll usually see something like creative commons license 2.0 3.0 something like that so just be sure to if you see that somewhere when you go looking for photos and you're going to see this more specifically when you go somewhere like Wikipedia, uh, you'll see that Creative Commons thing come up. You'll also see something that's called public domain and that means a copyright's expired, forfeited or you know just doesn't exist for whatever reason and it's in the public domain. Uh, being on the internet does not mean public domain, just so you know that. So, you know, you've probably heard this term before with like movies and music and things like that. Um, and I already mentioned again, royalty free. Royalty free isn't something that necessarily means free. So I want to point that out too. Uh, there may be fees associated with it, but it's only, again, a, like a one time type fee. So uh, some places now that you might want to go searching. So you may want to get out the old, I don't know, pencil and paper if you still do that or whatever you use to take notes. And you want to look because if you end up doing this, you're going to be like, where can I find? free photos you're just going to google image this i don't need to listen to the rest of whatever joe has to say here and it's kind of like well i'm going to tell you what sizes you should be looking at for some of these images too um basically you know if you do a google search you're going to get a bunch of ads and you're going to get redirected to the places that i was just telling you about that they're going to charge you money or are going to be very unhappy if for some reason you come across their photo and haven't paid for a license for it. So I don't want to scare you because there's plenty of stuff out there that's free use, creative commons, or otherwise public domain. And, you know, anyways, let's talk about a few places like this because uh, if, you, if you host your website through certain services... I want to say something like, you know, like Shopify, 
Um, I don't really don't want to say like one of these other ones that are like the freebie ones that ends up being $25, $30 a month and they're terrible looking websites, but they do end up including some type of media libraries or they have uh, different arrangements and partnerships with somebody like, let's say like an Adobe stock or something like that, where you could pull from their libraries and use it. I want to say wordpress.com has like a similar feature to something like that. And then there's, you know, there's other I don't know, groups or umbrellas if you belong to a blog and then if you have a blog and then you belong to kind of a, a community of blogs together. The best way I could describe that is, is if we were talking about the NFL and you covered one specific NFL team and then you were a part of a group of, you know, several others that covered other NFL teams or, or covered all of them and you were like one of 32, for example. So just to give you kind of an idea like that. And you'll know that, of course, uh, if you're part of that kind of agreement. So um, one place to go to is one of the top ones that people like, I don't think it's my favorite top one, but there's some good photos there that, you know, you could find now keep in mind that your free photo variety doesn't mean it's the best photos, but for your application, there are going to be photos that may work at least. Okay. So keep that in mind. Some of the stuff that's on here is just completely just junk. It's trash and you get to kind of filter through to find something and you won't find something in every single instance. For example, some really hot topic type things that uh, will fetch a good dollar. If you were going to buy these as royalty free images, like healthcare, for example, Healthcare, it's very, it's like a needle in a haystack to find exactly what you're looking for if you start searching for a doctor or something of that nature. So keep it, keep that in mind. Uh, it, you know, beggars can't be choosers. But if you go to Unsplash, and I was just talking about licenses, Unsplash has its own license. Um, you know, the only thing you can't do with a lot of these repositories, though, that let you know is you just can't like download all of their photos and then create your own photo website. So that's going to be the same thing with Creative Commons or anywhere else that you end up going. You can find some Creative Commons images. They have their own search engine. So Creative Commons also a good place. Flickr, I know I mentioned earlier, and if you, I'm going to throw Google Images in together as well. They do have filters to find things that are Creative Commons licensed that you can reuse. You could try that. Uh, just be careful because I have something else I'm going to share here with you. Uh, and I may as well just do it right now. If you end up pulling an image off of, let's say, Google Images, um, Creative Commons should be safe. I wouldn't say necessarily that Flickr is always going to be safe or any kind of competing service that's like this. I don't know if Yahoo has images or anything like that because I haven't used Yahoo in probably 20 years. But if you're on something else and you're like, oh, well, I'm not using Google Images, same kind of principle applies. There's a website called tineye.com. And what this does is, is if you download a photo or if you have a link to a photo, you kind of put it in on their homepage there, you hit the send button, and it will try and compare it with different images across the web and find out if, in fact, it's something like an image that, uh, you know, is managed by Getty Images, for example. So <laughs> that would be very important. You put it in there and you're like, oh, shoot can't use that because Getty will come after me and they will like break your legs. So, <laughs> um, anyways, uh, one, some of the favorite ones that I like and I'm I'm filtering through a list here. 
Pexels, P-E-X-E-L-S, is one. And some of these are going to have some overlap and be very similar. So, you know, you're going to find out some of these sites have their own license or attribution rules or whether you could use them for personal use or commercial. And it's going to say that. Um, Pixabay, P-I-X-A-B-A-Y. So Pexels and Pixabay are like two of my real big go-tos. And when you go to those sites and you go to download an image, Keep in mind, you might not need the largest sized image that they offer for download. Usually, if you find something that's over at least 1,200 pixels wide, say it's at least maybe 630 pixels in height, that's going to probably be pretty good for social media purposes when you reshare. And whatever you know website you have, if you're using like WordPress, for example, and you put in something for a featured image, a lot of times it has its own cropping me mechanisms, and you're going to want something that's large enough that it could at least be cropped. Because when you upload something into WordPress, it will not enlarge it automatically. And you may need other plugins in order to make it look great, but if you're enlarging a small image, it's gonna look kind of crappy to begin with. So don't do that. Uh, you, you, you could always take a larger image and make it smaller. I don't really recommend taking a smaller image and making it larger. There's like maybe that 5% of times where you have nothing else that you can do and you may need to, but it also depends on how tiny that image is. So keep that in mind. Um, I don't want to talk necessarily all about blogs, but let me go through a few more of these just just to give me just to give you kind of an idea. Um, one that I used to really like, and they kind of they're they're all over the place, and it's called you know death to stock photos, and they used to give out you know image packs each month and things of that nature, but it, it reminds me of something like Unsplash, except for it's basically I think it's just a couple that runs this. And they give out like a handful of photos for free each month. So it's something that, you know, you could you could look up if it's something that, you know, kind of tickles your fancy. Download them and keep them on the side because then the next month they're going to disappear off the site. They, I think they also have a subscription there as well now because it's become so popular. Uh, believe it or not, you know, Getty Images does have some free photos on it. If you're looking to do something with Getty Images, I do recommend if you have just a traditional WordPress website, maybe not the WordPress.com, but maybe like just, you know, your your open source WordPress type of blog. They do have a plugin that you could add images in line within your articles. You're just not going to be able to use them for the featured image. And that's the big one because that's the one that gets your attention when you share it on Facebook. And it's the big block of the image with the title of, you know, your blog post or article and everything like that. So that's just something to keep in mind there. Um, I really don't want to go into how to really use Google Images to find something because I just think you're playing with fire. But if you heard me talk about the advanced tool earlier, there are methods of if you go search for an image, there's a little toolbar. It says like an advanced search or it has a drop down and it allows you to search for, you know, large, medium or small size images and then it and talks about rights and stuff like that. If you do Absolutely. This is kind of like my last resort. When I can't find anything else, go to Google. When you do get that photo, you find the one that you like, go back to that 10i website, T-I-N-I. 
10i, one word, and it's a reverse image search program, like I said, and make sure that that's not a Getty image so you don't get your hand slapped. Uh, by all means, please do that. One other thing that I did want to mention, and I, I probably mentioned this before, just to be able to do things like just straight social media type posts. You want to create some type of graphic for Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or all of them, and you just kind of want to put some words on it. Now, you can upload your own photos into this, and you know they have a free service and then they also have like a paid service but it's called canva and this is kind of like the down and dirty thing it's not something i use often uh, because I would much rather prefer to use professional design tools. But if you need to do something quick and dirty and just kind of get a point across, they have some photos that are available even within their own library. And it'll get you the proper size and aspect ratio and everything if you're trying to put something on, let's say, an inspirational quote. You want to make something like that. You put a little background or even a solid color to it. And then you type whatever the quote is, and you could save it out of that website. The one thing that's nice about that is, since it's in the cloud, you don't have to download any software. So it works the same way on a desktop computer. They also have like an app for your phone or an iPad, which is primarily where you know I get stuck using it. But I will upload something maybe from my own phone and then put my something within that. So I'm able to at least do some down and dirty image editing there. And of course, that's something that's kind of important to say too. Um, when I was talking about photo sizes, and I believe I, I have an episode, and I definitely have a blog post that talks about all of these different things with cropping images. You'll want to check it out on the website at jokuzma.com. But like I said, you don't need the largest photo that's possible because then if you're paying, if you have a finite amount of server space and you're paying for that, you don't want to like just load it up and junk it up with you know these big images. And that's going to be the case too. If you're shooting these images like on any of these new smartphones, so keep that in mind, they're rather large images. You're going to want to kind of pare them down. There's lots of image editing software, whether it's in the cloud, whether it's on your own device. I know if you even email something like Apple Mail uh, on an iPhone, it'll ask you if you want to do small, medium, or large. It'll actually shrink it down for you. Uh, but just still, even when you do shrink, you do want to make sure that it's not too small for your own blog. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword there. You kind of want it smaller than the large, full-resolution, you know, fanciest. You could blow it up the size of your wall in your living room photo. You don't need that on your blog, but you need it to be at least big enough. So keep that in mind. And there's some different image resizing tools that are available. I would just search for one. There's one that's a freeware if you look up. Uh, if you happen to be on Windows and you use a desktop computer... It's, it's a Microsoft Power Toy, or at least it used to be, I think, under Windows 10. Uh, there's somebody that has it on their own individual website. It's free to download. And then you can you know even batch and do multiple ones at a time. Obviously, if you have any image editing software like you know Adobe Photoshop, uh, the Lightroom, or uh, the free kind of open source alternative to that is called GIMP, if you use any of those or one of the online alternatives, you could do a lot of the same things, touch up photos and you know add text and things like that. But like I said, uh, Canva will allow you to do a little bit of that too. And sometimes I think they even have templates that will allow you to kind of work with even like just a blog sized image. So I hope this was an informational program as I always do, of course. And I appreciate all my listeners out there. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And of course, as I always do to close out a show uh just remind everyone out there to be safe be good and i'll catch you later 
Hi folks, this is Joe Kuzma. <laughs> no, don't worry, you're not hearing things twice. I'm just here to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening to today's show and being a follower and subscriber of the Discontent Podcast. And I want to remind you that if you're interested in more information about all the various things it is that I do, whether it be about this show, content marketing, or you want to ask a question, you may visit me at joekuzma.com. That's J-O-E-K-U-Z-M-A dot com. Or you can follow me as well on Facebook. Make sure you get the page and not the personal profile. Sorry, it's only for friends and family. Also on Twitter at Joe underscore Kuzma, LinkedIn or Instagram. Also, don't forget, if you haven't already, subscribe, whether that be on iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider so you don't miss out on any of the great episodes that we have. Once again, thank you again for your support. And I look forward, as always, to speaking and interacting with each of you again soon.